Hi everyone, Kay here from What Should We Watch with K&E. Before we hop into this week's episode, I wanted to do a quick announcement and let you all know that unfortunately during this episode, the titles of certain characters started losing their names as we were saying them, such as the Skeksis, we start calling them the Skelligs. I have no idea where that came from, but we kind of are consistent with the name Skellig towards the end of the episode. And then also the character Fizzkig, we don't call him that at all. I don't know what happened to us, but we were very, very tired while recording this episode. We got a lot on our plates right now, but hey, we persevered. We still had fun, and we're hoping you're still having fun with us. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another edition of What Should We Watch with Kenny. I'm Kay. I'm still E. And we are here to sit down, watch a movie, talk about it. So thank you all for joining us again here. Thank you also for responding to all of our posts on mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram. It was a lot of fun going through some of our posts from last week and checking out you guys here. I love just going through and seeing what everybody has to offer for their podcast. I was say, where are you board. going with this? I just like checking people out. That I just love checking creepy. people out. You know, it's fun to do. Yeah. No. It's a good time. Check it out. But yeah, thanks again for like, sharing, and subscribing. Give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. Give us to your friend or your enemy. Just hand us just, right just over. pass us around. If somebody walks up to you in a dark alley and says, give me your podcast, just hand us over. Yeah. Don't fight. <laughs> so it's not worth <laughs> just it. Just let it happen. Well, Kay, this week was your pick. So which movie are we watching? We are going to watch another 80s kids film that is probably not all for kids because it's terrifying we're gonna watch jim henson's the dark crystal there's not really a song with i was it gonna here. say i can't hum it it's just like all right so what do here, you say? i can do the mystics oh. oh they sound like they're starting a yoga yeah Um, We are checking this movie out, Mm -hmm. mainly because of the Netflix special that's out. Um, I did start watching that a little bit here, but... You watched it before you watched the movie? Just a little bit. And then... Oh, yeah. But I've seen this movie before. I watched this movie a couple times as a kid around the same time when I watched The NeverEnding Story, Labyrinth, those great old films that make you feel good. Explains so much. Well, what do you say, Kay? Let's get to the point. Well, before we get into the movie itself Mm -hmm. here, I wanted to talk to you all about podcoin i love podcoin yep we've been using it religiously listening to all of our favorite podcasts Speaking here of which i'm gonna check my streak right now yeah how are you doing there see. i'm like 16 days into a streak here Ooh, i'm 14 days in all right so if you don't know what podcoin is podcoin is a service where you listen to podcasts and you earn p coins while you listen so if you want to just make something out of nothing check out podcoin once you develop enough coins, you can go ahead and turn those in to either get yourself some gift cards for things like Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts. Ooh, Target. Target, Amazon gift cards. And if you wanted to use your points for the power of good, you can also use your points to submit to certain charities that help things like doggies that need food, yeah, kids so that need food. Feed rescued animals one coin equals 20 calories of pet food. How about that? Or one coin equals 56 ounces of clean drinking water for someone in need. Yeah, so if you are listening to this on another platform, go ahead and download PodCoin. You can download it on iTunes or you can download it on Google Play. Just go ahead and check it out here and feel free to listen to this or our future episodes on there. Also, too, if you are signing up, make sure to use the code K&E to get a special offer 
of 300 pod coins for free. So check it out and enjoy and use that money for the power of good or to get yourself something a little sweet to eat. All right, E, now that that's all said, do you want to go ahead and hop on the couch and watch this film? Certainly. I was hoping you would protest a little bit because I was going to do the... No, don't. Please. Oh, this is when they hear me murder you. That movie is weird. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're back from watching the movie. Hopefully you paused us and you watched the movie too and watched the whole Netflix series. So this is the next day where you're listening to the rest of the episode. And hopefully you've showered and got off the couch because I think that's like 12 hours worth of viewing. There's about. So E, Mm -hmm. what is your first impression of this movie? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You want to tell them a little bit about this movie? Like I want to give it a quick synopsis here. I don't think I ever saw this movie in its entirety, but I remember being around it. But there's certain scenes we'll talk about where I'm like, no, I think I stopped watching this movie. But a synopsis of the dark crystal. There's a crystal. Did we tell you there's a crystal? You got to get the crystal and then mansplain, but then not actually follow through. I mean, that's one way to describe it. So if you haven't seen this movie, if you haven't got a chance to sit down and watch it. There's a crystal. There's a crystal. It's a movie that takes place in this magical fantasy land here. With the crystal. With the crystal. And there is this crystal that broke and a shard got lost. And So did it really break or just... Yeah, some, somebody broke it. There was a Skeksis that broke it, which this, this is something we might talk about later. It doesn't kind of make sense timeline-wise because when the crystal broke... There's these two alien races that suddenly appeared, the Skeksis and the Mystics. They went off on their separate way, and the Skeksis kind of took over the land of Thrall. Did you know that the land was called Thrall? I didn't know much about this movie, and I still don't. <laughs> Me neither. So the Skeksis are taking over, and they completely rid the land of all the Gelfling, except for the one Gelfling who was held by the Mystics, Jen? 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 I think is his name. Jen, yeah, that's his name. So Jen is our hero, and he must hero. take the shard to reunite the crystal with itself and save the day he and fulfill the prophecy. The crystal. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't do it alone. He does it with his friend Kira and the little pet doggy thingy. Um, Kira basically does everything. Yeah, Kira is the true hero, uh, along with her sidekick, Frizz Kid. I think the first 30 minutes of the movie is exposition and narration. That narrator, he he did not really have me pulled in. His voice is very boring at the very beginning of the movie. It's like when you watch an airplane Mm -hmm. video. I wish they just actually had Jim Henson, who has a very animated voice. I wish they just had him narrate this. Yeah. This movie is a total brainchild of Jim Henson and he created this whole world which we might talk a little bit about later but they have to give so much exposition here because this is not based off of a book this is Mm -hmm. not based off of any previous movie or story this is a totally original thing and that's something that I I feel like that makes this movie a little bit hard to watch especially for modern audiences but what I do love about it is there is something kind of sweet about the idea that there's no original story like this isn't a 
reinterpretation of anything. Yeah. And you don't really see that very much anymore. It's everything not the 16th is a 16th Marvel movie. Right. It's everything's a remake or it's based off of a certain book or based off a certain character. This is totally well, it's, it's, its own world. It's not its own story because that exposition sets it up. The narrator very strongly established this is good versus evil. Like there's no It does have that theme of good versus evil and the the larger theme Jen Hansen has gone to say that this movie is about is not just good versus evil, but pointing out that where there is good, there is evil, implying that within each one of us, there's something evil and there's also something good inherently. Oh, well, I know that. <laughs> no matter like how evil or how good the person is, there's always going to be that other side. And that's how the balance of the universe works out. But speaking of evil, like they established at the Ske Skelligs, Skeksis? The, the scary vultures. <laughs> the rotting buzzards. Rotting buzzards, okay. They established at the Skeksis. Oh. Close enough. <laughs> the rotting buzzards are these horrible, greedy creatures. And it's like, I always wonder, like, when you're the baddie, how bad do you have to be in order to feel satisfied? Like, they plundered and stripped the land of everything it's like we get it you're bad do you want everybody to be miserable what's your end goal here buddy right they completely desolate the world where there is not many other creatures out there and any creature that had been living out there they make them into the slaves like the little podlings mm -hmm. guys that have the whited out eyes and look all although also as out. i was listening to this narrator i was writing down some very angry comments where they said that the the bad buzzards were like able to cheat death, but they literally say the Skekskis, am I getting closer? Closer. Were able to cheat death through the use of the dark crystal. There's only 10 left and one lays dying. What? <laughs> like there's only 10? Were some of them not good at cheating? Did they get caught? Did they just not get the memo? Like, oh, was I supposed to cheat on this one? That test we call <laughs> life? And then the same thing with the mystics, which is like, oh, what are the odds? Because there's only 10 mystics left and one lays dying. What are the odds? But the, the odds are pretty good in this well, case. Well, that's, that's a spoiler. We're not quite there yet. We're not quite there yet. But, but did you know the Skeksis, that they were actually, when they designed them, Ske you Skeksis? can... Skeksis? Uh, <laughs> I say that like I'm kind of offended. I'm like, um, Skeksis? Come Angry on. buzzards. Angry buzzards? So the uh, garble <laughs> buzzards... <laughs> The... Instead of angry birds, angry <laughs> buzzards. <laughs> okay. Woo! Terrifying. Anywho. But did you kind of notice what they're based off of? Each one has kind of a theme behind them, and they are lightly based off of the seven deadly sins, even though there's what ten? Ten, because one lays nine dying. of them. Yeah. Did you did you notice that there's like the gluttonous one? There was the one that was there was a girl one that was probably gonna be lust because all women are lust. All machines women are horrible. lust machines, right? And the idea of greed and wrath was the one who ended up becoming emperor. Envy, which was probably our little mm, oh, guy. No, that guy was the worst. <laughs> But yeah, so their characters were each based off of a different deadly sin. And some of them actually had like the Ouroboros symbol here, which I was like... What's the Ouroboros? It's the snake that's eating itself. It's a symbol that's often associated with the seven deadly sins. They use it in the series Full Metal Alchemist for all the homunculi, which are also based off of the seven deadly sins. Yeah, either this, way, not a fan of them. Yeah, this this isn't important information to the movie, but little fun fact right there. Anyway, the so the mystics... 
you know what? They have a name. They're like omnomes or something like that. So the mystics. Large, slow turtle dinosaurs. Yeah. Their little song that we made reference to before we watched the movie here. The little oh. Uh, it makes they always gave me like the cult kind of feel where they're like lo, 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 lo. yeah definitely because they kind of look like they live in like a commune and it's like that weird we're so peaceful that mm-hmm. we're also kind of crazy although they kept saying well the narration was very repetitive in the big beginning the it crystal was. is cracked the crystal is broken there, there's ten left. They lay dying. They lay dying. Which just anybody... and they also they also point out the names of places and the names of places in this. It's very similar to the names of places in the Neverending Story, where it's just kind of descriptive of what it is. It's like the ancient forest of trees and the mountains of rock. So now we know, like the mystic, the leader of the mystic is dying, and Jen, the little gelfling, worthless styrofoam boy with no facial expressions, <laughs> do not like him. Comes trotting in to talk to his, like, whatever you want to call him, master, mentor. And he asks him, what's wrong? What's wrong? Were you not listening to the four-hour narration? This thing is dying. He was too busy doing the own narration in his head. Oh, that annoyed the bejesus (laughs) out of me. Jen is known to narrate every little thing he does and everything he sees. And it gets really annoying really quick here. But also, it makes it hilarious when he's just like, huh, I wonder what that is. And he ends up walking right into trouble. Uh, Even though, like, you heard the alarms go off in his head, but he just didn't respond to it. No. And they keep talking about the shard. The shard. The The shard. shard. And they also keep talking about, the Skeksis killed my mother and father. They killed my mother and father. They say that, I'm pretty sure the Skeksis killed his mother and father. I think they should have took another stab at the dialogue for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that that amongst other things here. Also, though, like there's a shard, and if it's, there's a shard missing, I feel like I still missed something in all the exposition with like the shard being missing. Like, wouldn't they have tabs on it? Wouldn't they be looking for it? Or the question is, why did the lady who had it, Ogrum, is that her name? Something like that. Uh, she needs a bra. And listen, <laughs> I am all about free boob in it. I say free the tatas. But girl, when your titties are to the point where when you walk, you're lifting them with your knees, you probably need some support. Yeah. Why doesn't she take the shard that she has and bring it in? I know there's the prophecy that the Gelfling has to be the one to bring it to the crystal and heal the crystal. But couldn't she have like brought the crystal to the Gelfling and been like, here you go, go yeah. fix this problem? I don't know, because they needed a prophecy. But oh, the worst scene, like there's scenes that I remember watching when the gross turkey buzzards were, the one was dying. And like uh, this really, oh, that was horrible. Yeah, he didn't look so hot. And he's like, <laughs> but then when he dies, he actually disintegrates. I mean, that's confirmation right. for you. <laughs> he does have that like fake out death and they go reach for his scepter. And he's like, mine, my scepter, I'm not dead yet. And then he kind of turns to Ash. And I did ask the question I wrote in my little note here. Okay, is he dead now? I thought that was a pretty strong confirmation. Oh, but then the mystic, he twinkles away. Yeah, he does the whole Yoda thing. Mm. A question that came up off that fact, are the mystics actually Jedis that didn't get killed by the Emperor? Is this a side story? Think of how cool that'd be. Because, you know, the mystics, they have the four arms. Mm -hmm. 
So what if they had like a lightsaber for each Ooh, arm? Wouldn't that be the coolest thing ever? They're so slow. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Their lightsaber would just like power down. Yeah. Sorry, you were idle for so long. <gasps> Although, okay, did they really need the scene where they sent him his stuff? They sent him his stuff? Did you miss that part? They're like, oh, and then. Like... And it appeared. Oh, that's no, right. No, it like disappeared. Oh. They're like, we hope you have oh, your stuff yeah. now. Like, okay, for real, though, is that faster than Amazon Prime? <laughs> Alming? Alming. Mm. You can get it the next day with Amazon Prime. Or, or this instant with Oming. With Mystic Oming. Om. Here's your stuff. It did kind of crack me up that Jen was like, I'm not ready to go alone. Beep, beep. I'm ready to go. Wow. Character arc. Right. It wasn't even a character arc. It was like a character three, like 180. <laughs> I'm this one thing. Now I'm a totally different thing. So much, it's not an arc as so much as just tripping down the stairs. <laughs> Although, you know what? I really think that when I was watching this scene where they were basically having that whisper campaign be, uh, who was going to become the new ruler of the gross buzzards. Mm -hmm. And the one buzzard, the... Is it the Moni one? Because I want to <laughs> break his beak off. What is his name? Horrid. Well, something that's interesting also about the Skeksis is none of them really have names. They just refer to them by their careers. That's not very interpersonal. But the They're one... Bad people. They don't care. The one... Oh, I feel like this is a question here, too. Okay, well then... So the one that gets exiled, we'll just say that. The one that gets exiled eventually, he, during this whole segment, just keeps doing his... Oh, please don't. Please don't. I hate that sound. Oh, I wanted to stop the movie right then and there and just build that for an hour. Although, mm. I'm in a position where I can hurt you. True. Okay. But I will say that the way this whisper camp campaign kind of got started, I thought very much to our own political <laughs> scene. And I was like, maybe this is how the 2020 presidential campaign should go down. Just a whisper campaign. And then I was like, but wait, trial by stone? That is a 2020 presidential election I yeah. will be here for. Enough of the Electoral College. Man, that would that would definitely be, I would love the candidates. It's like the older, the better for that yes! sort of trial. And I like how they're beating the stone with their swords. That's an oppressed yeah. sexual tendency. <laughs> Whoever beats their stone the hardest will <laughs> be emperor. Sword. Well, they had a lot of pent up frustration for sure. So they whack the stone, and the one who is the owner of the Gartham, the lobster people, he's the one that whacks the stone off hard enough. Wait, you call them lobster? I call them bug boys. Oh, well, like lobsters are just water bugs, right? Yeah, both terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he lobs. He, he breaks it off. It was a little too rough. And as a response, he gets to exile his challenger here. And they rip off the clothes. Which of at first I was like, one. are they gonna kill him? There's only ten of them. Should they really can they afford to kill them? No, we're just gonna strip them. I remember seeing that scene as a child and being horribly disturbed by it. Yeah. Like, that it is, is an extremely disturbing Ugh. That is weird rough. and naked and Yeah, he he's very gross looking. And did you notice on his back, you can kind of see him a little bit. There's actually another set of little arms. I tried not to look at him because yeah. I didn't want to shame him. And also he f was disgusting. But he has those little arms. And that was one of 
a couple little things throughout this movie that very subtly made you think, oh, there's the connection between the mystics and them, which if you think about it, the mystics even like they have kind of like a beak like nose thing, kind of like the skillet, skillet. Skrillex is a bad... <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine them in Skrillex? <laughs> That's better be good, but... So, also, holy racist much, Batman. Because don't they... I don't know, they just talked about going after Jen, mm-hmm. the Gelfling. They found out there's a Gelfling, and they're like, Oh, a Gelfling! 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 So they yeah. decide to send the lobster bug people after the... Gelfling to stop him from fulfilling the prophecy because they are basically they immortal. Are racist. That's what they are. <laughs> the racist mothers. They want no, they to destroy. Need their mommies. That's yeah, what they, they need, need their mommies very, very, very badly. badly. But they send the lobster people after them, and this was a good example of terrifying Muppetry at its finest. Here, and Jim Henson actually went down and saying that he purposely wanted to make different things in this and also in Labyrinth look terrifying because he pointed out that kids are pulled away from the idea of fear when it should be something that kids get to practice a little bit, like in this comfortable setting here. It's okay. There's nothing comfortable about this movie. Well, I mean, it there can be because it's a perfectly normal sensation to feel fear or be scared of something. And it's an emotion that they'll feel some point in their life. So I kind of pick up what he's throwing down. That that's a, actually a good idea to get them exposed to that. But in this nice muppeteering kind of way. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Jen's walking around with what looks like, I don't know, those little fluffy things. that look like sea anemones, but also look like a sponge. Mm-hmm. And he thinks out loud, oi. But he was like, boy, this place is weird. Really, buddy? Then what the f- do you think it is for us? Because if this is weird for you, then I got to be tripping balls right now. He must have not gotten out much from the commune. No. That shows a real cult that they don't let them out. Mm-hmm. He ends up making his way downtown and he's no, walking he's fast. Up his, the hill. He ends up bumping into a couple vines that he very stupidly just wandered into and he's just kind of standing there and then the vines scoop him up and you see it's a trap set by. Didn't he watch enough Jim Henson movies to know that the plants are going to eat you? Yeah, the plants eat you and the food is alive. But the <laughs> the the vines capture him. But luckily, the person who had set the vine trap was Ogra, the secret keeper. The oh, person he was supposed to look for to find the shard. Yes, <laughs> that one. You know her. She needs some boob hangers. Also, she is the most dramatic and nonchalant person on the face of the earth. She's like, the great conjunction's gonna happen. Burn the whole world? Meh. Whatever. Goes on. The end of the world? Or the beginning of the world? Meh. Meh. I'm like, pick a side, lady. She's she's omniscient. She's like doesn't really take sides because that's something in the prequel series on Netflix that they point out is Ogra. She is kind of connected to Thra. She's connected to the planet. She is this all-powerful being here. But that's something they don't really explain has, in the movie. So has yeah, no to give. Yeah. Also, the whole thing where she has the shard and he's like, "I need it," and she's like, "Oh, well, it's here," and she just dumps a box of shards out. 
Are you collecting shards? How many shards of crystals does one honestly come across in their life? That how, sounds... I mean, first of all, how many crystals are there in this universe? And then how many shards of them? Is she just like, oh, no, it's like when you see a penny, pick it up. I like that you keep saying shard like that. The shard. She dropped a shard. <laughs> At least she didn't shard all over it. I do like the line she says when she refers to the the master mystic, the one who was a father figure to Jen, when she mentions, where is he? And Jen's like, he died. And she says, oh, then he could be anywhere. I do. I liked th that little line was kind of cute and sweet because it's it was just such a little throwaway line, but it was kind of giving you the idea, especially in that universe, is that death isn't really final. It's just you return to the earth and you could be floating around anywhere. She also puts her eyeball in weird places, so I'm not taking too much advice from her. And she's like the most like you should. You know what annoys me about these types of movies is when they have mm. this grand prophecy and this person who's supposed to know boobs boob boobla over there, boobs boobla over there, is supposed to know everything, and yet she can't freaking tell him what to do. I don't know how to do it. We're land. She knows. Mm -hmm. After they talk a little bit, you suddenly hear this chattering noise. Bug boys. It's the bug boys out here to attack. <laughs> and I I wrote a little note about which which character has the worst I'm approaching sneaking up on you sound that doesn't really hide that you're coming. Is it the bug boys or is it Uncle Aaron from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse with his I think Uncle Aaron was anxiety producing. The bug yeah. boys are just it's like, like chair, 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 chair. And a little bit it's like kukiracha. <laughs> That's what they that's what they basically do when they end up attacking her home. Like just kind of dancing around. They're really not doing anything. <laughs> They're picking up and putting them on. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But they end up attacking them and Jen barely escapes, but Ogra just wanders around and picks she, stuff up and She's puts like, it down. My home, my home. Yeah, she doesn't do much <laughs> of anything. They should have just whacked her with a bug claw. But he's like, Oh no, I wonder if she's okay and he looks back to and see her like home. A flaming pile of <laughs> Those those special effects were very primitive looking. That well, little blew fire. His budget. Although I will say that I always love a Jim Henson like naturescape. Mm -hmm. Like it's just so all the attention. It's so colorful and, and then fluffy. like the little creatures that are running around. Mm -hmm. I I wonder if there is something like that in like either at Disney or somewhere where if there's like a Jim Henson world where it's something created by uh, his workshop. But you just gotta go walk around and yeah. see like little, instead of seeing like a little mouse, you see like a little hydro turtle mouse. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a little crossbreed between something. So Jen gets away and he's walking through the forest there and you see the sky dancers flying around here. Did you notice that the little helicopter things? That's, oh, that's no, why I, I labeled them as the sky dancers. And he uh, comes across the little fuzzy creature ball thing who we find out its name is Frizzkig. He's probably the best part. I think that's one of the big things about like a thing about the little worm from the labyrinth. Like that's a bigger thing than the mm -hmm. movie. This guy is a bigger thing than the movie. But then oh, they sad. run into Kira, who's a girl gilfling, and they touch. And for a hot second, I was like, what? Are they drift compatible or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's another reference to Navi. This is Navi before they were cool. Right. But then it was like this drift compatible montage of 
memories and you find out that like they're the last of the Gelfings, but they were such cute little people. Yeah, when they were babies, yeah. when you saw the baby versions of themselves, they were so cute. And she reveals that she was raised by the race, the Podlings here, and he was raised by the Mystics. So their lives kind of mirrored each other. But there's a few things that were different that made it so she, for instance, can talk to animals and speak their language. And she does this when Jen finds himself in trouble and he's falling in that quicksand. And she calls forth that toad-like thing to lift him up out of mm-hmm. the swamp of sadness there. The swamp. See, that's what our, our trade needed. He needed a Kira in his life. Although, get ready, people. Turn the volume down. PSA rant coming up. Here, before we get into the PSA rant, let's brace yourselves. Let's go ahead. Roll the windows up because it's about to get ugly. Let's go ahead and check in with our friends over at Movie Drone Podcast. Have time for another podcast and enjoy listening to two idiots discussing films? Then look no further. We are Movie Drone Podcast, two mates sitting down to discuss new releases, nostalgic films, and anything and everything in between. He's Steve. And he's Mark. Together we answer listener questions and set each other homework, giving each other a film to watch that the other hasn't seen, in the hope of unearthing hidden gems. You can download us on iTunes, Podbean, as well as Google searches to find us on loads of different platforms. Or email moviedronepodcast at hotmail.com. I think that's all. No chance, mate. Huh? You've forgotten everyone's favourite feature. Mark's movie impressions. Oh, I hope you've forgotten too, to be honest. No chances that, mate. You think you should do one. I hate you. Come on, mate. Show them what you got. Oh, you're not bad. Oh, you're not bad. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> and if that hasn't put you off, give us a try. There's a small chance you won't regret it. So check out our friends at the Movie Drone Podcast. They're a lot of fun to listen to. I love their impersonations. They have some great mashups of different characters. So make sure to check them out here wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so back to your PSA here. What were you going to say there, E? With every fiber of my being, do not understand why you have to have disgusting eating scenes. I hate them. The the sounds, the smacking of the lips, the slurping, the food hanging out of their mouths. Why? Why? It's a Jim Henson trope. No, it's not a Jim Henson trope. They do it in Matilda. They do it in A Christmas Story. (laughs) I hate it. And if there's a gross, disgusting eating scene in a movie... I'm going to say I don't like the movie. It ruins it for me. It's just done right there. A hundred percent it's done. It's stupid. What does that do? What does gross eating do for any plot point? They're bad. We get it. Move on. I don't need to hear you smack. See, that was happening in public. People get all mad about it. And they write about it on Facebook. But no. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Do you hate it? Well, after they have the eating scene here, which is beautiful, and is, like, why is that necessary? It, because it's it, not. It, it, I was half expecting at the end of the table, Cookie Monster just to be down there going, "Oh, rob, rob, rob." Cookie Monster is the only one I'm okay with because they don't give him mouth noises. Mouth <laughs> noises are the worst noises ever. Fight me. You know I'm right. I don't think anyone's gonna be like, "No, I, I mean, I love that." <laughs> Although I did like the crystal bats. I'm pretty sure Jim Henson is the first one to invent a drone. 
Yeah, they they did kind of look drony. But did did you notice when you watched it here? Did you see the strings? No, but I noticed all the holes in their wings and thought that's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah, they're not very uh, flyable. But don't worry, they they all have little fish line here connected to them. Did not like true. when I was watching it, I actually saw like one was going away. I'm like, yeah, that's very obviously string attached to it as it's floating away there. The bats are flying over top while uh jen and kira are having their jam session on the river because that was that was necessary too i mean it was kind of sweet but it also went on considerably long Mm -hmm. i remember thinking like oi also my patience was fried because of the eating scene but you know what i really like the little soft looking troll people yeah the podlings they were so cute and that's when you saw another jim henson trope because of course there was a band little muppet band and then there was uh, one of the podlings was in the food and he came popping out laughing. I want to party with them. I know. They look like so much fun. It reminded me so much of when we were in Ireland when we were <gasps> in the one the uh, pub in yeah. Doolin there. Oh, that was so much fun here. I, I wish we would have like watched this movie right before that because we would have just pictured everybody had like podling features. Although I will say... When they were running away, when uh, running running away, when they were running away, when the Why? bug boys came in, like poor podlings. Yeah, I I put the note, <laughs> leave the Ewoks alone. Oh no, right? But then they're running away. Jen and Kira are running away. They trip. Dot dot dot. They won't find us here. Where's your logic in that, Jen? You're running away and you trip in what looks to be somewhat of an open area. <gasps> they won't find us here. You just literally fell in this same exact path that they were watching you run that's not a good move he disappeared from existence he is utterly worthless he is he doesn't really do a whole lot for the plot here the uh exiled skexies here comes across them and he turns and looks at them and gives them a little "Mm." and he approaches them and he's saying that line please please he's trying to convince them to come with well, him well don't he like show him the shard because i wrote down here's the shard jen you had one job keep it on a wrap sir right here it is <laughs> oh here here's the thing that you're looking for that i'm using to save the world oops was moaning boy hypnotizing him i think he might have been trying to because then it please, was please. of course of course kira had to solve the day and like ran in front of him was like no and then they ran off. How you moved. It looks so Muppet-like too right there. I know you all can't hear us. Or see us. I know you all can't hear us. You're just sitting here listening to silence. But how she moved, it looked just like a Muppet going, no. No, <laughs> no dexterity. So we do cut back to the castle. And they show the podlings why the podlings at the castle are all old and withered looking. It's because... The Skeksis are stealing their essence and they're drinking it to make themselves young again and to be immortal. Yeah, well, their youngness is not sticking. So this made me think that the Dark Crystal is very obviously a crystal meth reference here because... They really are kind of like meth heads. Yeah, because if you think about what meth does and what the crystal does to these podlings, it makes them like look old and wrinkly and... Their I eyes look glazed it, over. Well, meth and crack are two different things. Never mind. Yeah. But crack kills the crystal cracked. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey. That's kind of an interesting reference. But then when we go back to Jen and Kira. Crack bunnies. Yeah, they come across. <laughs> as you put in your notes, the crack bunnies here. <laughs> the crack the bunnies. land striders and the land stars. This was something as a kid. This is actually 
these were the creatures that weirded me out the most. Seriously, not and the angry buzzards. That's what stuck with me with this movie was the land strides for some reason. I, I don't know. It's just like how they moved. It was very obviously it was like people on those stilts and those hand stilts kind of mm -hmm. moving them. But just how they moved, it just didn't seem right in their faces. I don't know. They just kind of creep me out. But they end up heading towards the castle. And when they make it there. Yeah, because the dark crystals in the great shaft of the castle. Oh, yeah. Hey. I do like how they refer to that room, too. They call it the crystal room. They, they're very descriptive of all the the crystal chamber they they're very descriptive of everywhere they go in this movie when they make it to the castle that's when the lobster people the bug lobster people they corner them and the land striders oh wait no no they they don't corner them they're going into the castle with the other podlings from the village and, and they so they want to rescue them yeah and then the crack bunnies they end up getting in on the action and they're fighting them off it's so sad. And do you notice there was like no pop and circumstance to their death here? And like nobody no. felt bad about their death? No, I felt bad about the crack bunny's death. Yeah, the one falls off the edge of the cliff here. With the bug boy? With the bug boy. No. And then the other one gets eaten alive. It's so sad and nobody cares. I was kind of okay with it because I was like, yeah, cool. They're dead. They're out <gasps> of they're out of my life. We find out Kira has wings. Like you're just hiding those. And yeah. way to go being a unobserving man jen how do you miss wings right she has wings oh but only girls have wings i'm a girl dummy. like the reverse shawshank redemption into the castle and they go through the sewage line and when they're Which, meanwhile they cut to the fact that the mystics are slow oh yeah like do not do not if you have a mystic in your life you'll have him forever because... didn't that remind you of the guys from Dark Souls 3 with the rocks on their back slowly making their way across town. I have town. no idea what you're talking about. Oh, man. I can't All believe right. it. So when they're inside the cave, they are approached by the exiled one again here. And he's like, please, please. And when they say, we're not going with you, he kind of goes a little angry on them. And he pulls some rocks down on Jen. And that is, I think it's our first occurrence of head trauma during this movie. Right. Well, then also, like, then he just, Gets, it gets very uncomfortable with, you know, Kira being like, don't touch me, don't touch me. And I'm like, oh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> no means no, you disgusting turkey buzzard. But then she tells the little ball of fluff to stay with Jen. He's staying with a corpse. Like, you don't know. He got piles of rocks. Now, I guess he is made out of foam, so I guess there's that. But seriously, stay with him. He could be dead. What is he going to do? Eat his eyeballs because he's going to get hungry. And Jen's losing a styrofoam eyeball. Yeah. So they go into the laboratory here, and there's all those creatures sitting around, and they strap down Kira to take her essence away. And when they're taking her essence away, she's starting to look all distraught and aged. But then is it Jen rescues her or is it the animals? No, it's the animals. Jen doesn't rescue her. Yeah. The in need of bra lady was like, you have a gift, use it. So she starts like cuckooing and cuckooing. And then again, all these animals attack the turkey buzzard and they fall into the great shaft filled of fire. So he should probably get that checked. But then <laughs> the animals go with him. Aww. He sacrificed himself. The uh, that's they when you see one of the animals mystics. Are the best. They they're cute and deadly. Yeah, <laughs> cute and deadly. How adorable! But that's when you they pan back to the mystics making their way, 
and one of the mystics disappears in a like a fiery glitter here yeah. and all the other miss his mystics buddies looks back and oh, like there goes dave oh, also sucks to when you your essence sucked out of you can't you just close your eyes good point why didn't she think of that here kira ends up fixing her own problems here and doesn't need no man i guess she needs animals you don't need no man you just need animals right <laughs> story of my life jen ends up getting out of the stones right there and he makes his way to the main chamber no no let's just talk about this dog narration that jen boys got going on he escapes from the bugs and he crawls onto the giant shaft and he looks up and goes huh I wonder if that's the great, the dark, the crystal or whatever. No! <laughs> God! He narrates everything. And honestly, this whole scene could have been done zip, zang, boom if he didn't narrate every freaking thing that he did. Like, enough of this child exposition. You had one job and you can't even do that right. There was nobody in the crystal room. Nobody in the crystal room. Yeah. Nobody. But how did he... You know how he climbed up from the bottom there then to get to the crystal? The and he was suddenly on the balcony. How so which that means work? he went out of his way yeah. to get out of his way. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, Jen is worthless. But he's standing up there and the Skeksis come in to do their little ritual thing. And Kira's on the other side. And this is when little Fizz Keg there, the little fuzzy ball thing here. This is when he goes running up and little guy's got no chill. He's so excited to see Kira. He's just like, <laughs> and he blows their cover. And the Skeksis are looking up and they're like, oh no, the Gelflings, the Gelflings. They call in the Bug lobster one. people yeah. and they get them cornered and they get Kira. Well, Kira flies back down below. Well, because at this point, Jen finally decides to nut up and do his job. So he jumps on the crystal and he drops the mother shard are you kidding me who jumps with it in his hand mm -hmm. you had one job and not to mention the whole conjunction function it's your sunshine or whatever was gonna happen when the three sons met up and he waited he waited until the three sons met up are you sure you're supposed to do it exactly when the sons met or should you maybe have done it before the sons met why do these prophecies have to be so complicated so they have to do it in and those steps? And <laughs> because he couldn't think things through because he was too busy thinking everything he was doing. High self-centered little styrofoam man. He drops the shard. Kira gets it to him, throws it back, and then they kill her. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote my note. I said, they stabbed the Muppet. But here's my thing. If it wasn't for the little ball dog barking, what was his plan? Yeah. Was he just going to let this guy see like, did I say it right? So keep moving. You listen back. I think I said it right. Were they just going to like let him do the ritual? If it wasn't for the ball dog barking mm -hmm. and distracting and throwing everybody off, what was your plan, you he didn't have one, really. He didn't have one. Exactly. But thankfully, thanks for the dog. Thanks to him. Like, and was, Kira. And Kira. Like, and that's one when job, Jen. The, one job. Kira gets killed. The dog gets flung down into the T2 pit there. And <laughs> I was I was kind of half expecting because I didn't remember that they flung him down there. So I was like, oh my gosh, is he actually dead? And I kind of panicked. But I was kind of expecting a little paw to come up out of the lava with a little thumbs up here. Right. And I couldn't remember kind of what happened at this point. But he ends up getting the crystal 
in there. Meanwhile, the mystics. It was the help with the mystics who were distracting the Skrillexes. Which is like why they probably, if you think about it, they needed the Jen because Jen moved faster. But he still sucked. So the mystics at this point probably could have slow and steady schlepped on in there and just been like, oh, here we go. Home will fix this here. Done. Done. Before we come to the conclusion of this movie, I wanted to hear a quick word from our friend Stefan, the model. Take it away, Stefan. Oh, thank you for again having me. Today we are looking at fashion in the movie The Dark Crystal. Would you even call it fashion? Oh, I don't even know if I can. So here we are going to talk about the outfits, uh, what you could call the outfits worn by the uh, Skellix. Uh, So they are not so model. Believe it or not, this is our first not so model outfit. Because let me tell you, when it comes to looking model, too many accessories can be too much so take it easy on the accessories darling and do you really need to look so uh regal and frumpy over top of your rotting corpses i mean come on it does not look as modern as you think it would but that is it for my modeling tip of the day is Tone down accessories. Don't look so frumpy over your rotting corpse here. Okay, sounds good, darlings. Till next time, this is Stefan the Model coming to you live from Model Land. Goodbye. All right. Thanks, Stefan. That's crazy. He gave something not so model. Well, there's a lot so model things in this movie. (laughs) Well, rotting turkey bones. Let's go ahead and come to the end of the movie here. So. The mystics come into the room and they walk up to the Skellix and they um, end up like becoming one with them here. Well, it was kind of like the whole uh, scene in the mummy where they they shine the mirror lights. Yeah. (laughs) It was like the great and then they like. Oh yeah, they kind of zap them to like stay in one spot and then they become one. Nobody's freaking out that a place is falling down around them. Yeah, and becoming the uh, Fortress of Solitude here. A little like, Superman reference Nobody there. cares. Nobody cares at all here. There's like, they panic about stupid stuff and not about important stuff. But it's all good. So these new beings who end up explaining that they were the things that made up both of those they races. They don't have faces. They kind of do. They just they, don't have mouths. Yeah. Okay, like what? They run out of budget mm-hmm. to get them faces? Yeah, so the little ghost Halloween decorations <laughs> that they are. They, they're floating there and they explain that, oh yeah, they were once one and then they were busted apart when the crystal of truth became two different pieces and they ended up becoming these two different races and Kira is lying there dead and that's when Jen asks like, hey, can you do anything about that? And they just make her better. Well, they she's said, alive again. You, what was it like? Great courage and sacrifice. And I was like, oh, you better have been talking about Kira, not Jen. Because mm-hmm. Jen didn't do anything. He carried the shard. And if you think about it, Kira is the one that got him out of the quicksand. Mm-hmm. Kira is the one that gave him the ride on the boat. Kira is the one that gave him the freaking crack bunny to ride. Yep. But who's to say that these overlords now, that these guys, they're going to be any better than their predecessors. Maybe they're going to be just as bad. 
but they do end up resurrecting Kira and you do find out Frisk Craig and Ogrum they're okay I like the scene where she found him dangling there I was so scared when he's just like he's like barely dangling over the lava and she's mm -hmm. like what are you doing out there and she ends up saving she's him she's person ever I was asking the question now what about the Landstriders can they resurrect them but then I thought to myself no I don't want that I'm good why they actually did good they did good but they were terrifying so no thank you oh boy and that was it for the movie but that leads us to the series on netflix here who who knows we might do a episode on that later but basically that series if you haven't checked it out yet especially if you like the dark crystal it is a prequel and talks about what led to the events of the dark crystal so i checked that out and i definitely think you should too but that's it for our movie here so before we hop into our next segments, let's go over some of the responses from last week's Twitter and Instagram posts here on the movie The Wrestler. Does that sound good, E? Sounds great. What was your reaction to the end of The Wrestler? On Instagram, we had uh, Molhir, or Molhirol. She just put five different crying emojis here. And on Twitter, our one friend at Sorry You're In My Seat podcast, they gave it a standing ovation. Podcast Daddy gave me the gif of Frodo saying it's done, which that's a great way to describe the ending of that movie. And then Showtime, they had a gif of Will Smith crying here. So yes, as you should. That that's that's exactly what that movie made us feel like. For our next question, what is your favorite scene from the wrestler on Instagram? Math teacher movies said the final match. Another question was, what do you think of The Wrestler, our review poll? We had on Twitter, we had 60% of people responded that they loved it, and then the other 40% said it's just okay. So that's that's pretty good. I would agree with those right there, that this was a great movie, and definitely, I don't think it was a bad movie by any means. Our next question is, who's your favorite professional wrestler? Which, E, I kind of spoke for you here and said The Undertaker. Would you say The Undertaker is your favorite? I, I mean... It's so hard. Yeah, it is a hard one. I did point out my favorite was Bonesaw from the first <laughs> Spider-Man movie. Because, you know, Bonesaw is always ready. Uh, we had on Instagram, Bad, Weird, and Cheesy said Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, brother. And Get Bucked 22 said Sting from WCW. Ooh, the Stinger. On Twitter, we had Retro Wrestling Review said Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Our friends at three hours later said Stone Cold Steve Austin. Give me a hell yeah. Binge Movies said my personal Mount Rushmore is Savage, The Rock, Hogan, and Bret Hart. That's, that's a good Mount Rushmore. Ruin Your Childhood uh, said Mr. Perfect. Showtime said Macho Man, but Daniel Bryan is a close second. Capes on the Couches said Ultimate Warrior. Mm. So thank you all for responding to our posts here. Make sure to join us again throughout this week here for our posts on The Dark Crystal, and we'll continue to have fun with you here. So now we're going to head on over to our segment, I Hate It When They Fight. All right, E, do you want to go over last week's I Hate It When They Fight winner? You know what? This happened last week here, and we can move on if you want. So our question, our question was, if Randy retired from the ring, what would his new career be? And the polls came in as such. 
with 67% of the vote. You all voted for the Jazzercise Instructor, so that makes Kay our winner! Oh wait, that's me! I retain the belt, so our options were the Jazzercise Instructor or Used Car Salesman. So sorry, maybe next time. But oh, I'm getting it this time. Let's go ahead and hop on into our fight this week. E, do you want to let them know our question for this week? Yes. So, this week we are debating what is the most terrifying Muppet in the Dark Crystal. So, I seconds? will get 30 seconds to say mine. On your mark, set, go. I am going to go have to go with my childhood gut. I was between two options, but I'm going to have to go with my childhood gut. And I'm going to have to say the crack bunnies, the land striders, <laughs> because look at their tiny little scrunchy faces and how they move with those big giant legs. It's just creepy. It's just something is unnatural about it. And when they crawl across the ground, there's nothing more terrifying than the idea of that actually being in real life. So when it comes to Jim Henson creations, this is the worst abomination he's ever created. 30. Nice. All right, my turn. Ready? All right. And go. It is obviously the Skellix, but more importantly, the dying Skellix. He is horrid. He's rotting and beaky, and he's these pointy teeth and those beady eyes and the noises he makes. Oh, that is terrible. And not to mention the fact that he is nothing but pure evil. He wants to hurt. He wants to eat you. And then, and then, just to make it more traumatic, when he finally, he disintegrates. How terrifying is that? That's not cute or cuddly. That's evil. All right. So now we're going to do our two-minute fight section. So let's get it on. All right. Crack bunnies are cute. At least they're meant for good. The dying scout, 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 the, 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 the evil. That should be less points for you since you can't buzzer. actually say their name. But they're so terrifying. I block it from my mind. I mean, he is horrifying. Those sharp edges, the beaks, the oh, the yeah. veins, the bones sticking out. He might be That's a little terrifying. scary looking, but I mean, they're kind of comical looking. No, they're not. There's nothing funny about them. What is very terrifying about the Landstriders is they almost look like they could be a real thing. You don't think that... the turkey buzzers can be a real thing? Oh, they look no. like turkey buzzers. They look like Muppets. They look no, just they like don't. Muppets and no. look so unreal when it comes down to it. Did you see their tongues? Their little like tongues. Which is also terrifying in their beaks, but the way they act and the fact that you know they're evil. Ugh. And I just picture like ugh. the the crack bunnies, the land striders, like those look like Muppets. They don't even have facial expressions for crying out loud. How can you be afraid of something that doesn't have facial movements? My question is, do bunnies have facial expressions? Yes. No, <laughs> they, they generally don't. So they don't need expressions. Just how they move, how they just come across you mean the, the creepy ground. guy oh. like with his pointy fingers all bad people have long knuckly fingers yeah <laughs> maybe like as i said like they a little scary but certainly not you. terrifying they strip you down yeah they they might strip you down no that's a thing of nightmares if kids are going to be afraid of something it's going to be like the turkey buzzards you clearly had a disturbed childhood if you picked the crack bunnies well luckily kira was able to talk to the animals here because if she wasn't who's to say that the landstriders wouldn't have destroyed Jen and his that worthless self with their... That is a speculation. That is a... You, are you sir, members of this jury, he is grasping at straws and speculating. I am not I grasping object, at straws. Objection. If a landstrider walked up to you, wouldn't turkey you be screaming evil. for your life? No, the turkey buzzer did. I'd scream. 
All right, so we're going to get our 10 second and 5 second rebuttals. So E, you get your 10 second rebuttal. You may start now. The crack bunnies generally look like they would leave you alone if you left them alone, like like big elephants. The turkey buzzard has beak and claws and teeth and beady eyes and a scary voice and he disintegrates. Five seconds. Okay. Go. There is a land strider behind you right now. What is the feeling you have? Terror. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm definitely winning this one. I don't know. We'll have to see. So make sure to head on over to Twitter to Mama fill out our poll. Back. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at WSWWatchPodcast, or you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook and just let us know or text us, email us any way you want to, or tell us in person what you think is the most terrifying Muppet in the Dark Crystal. Yes, you are the most terrifying Muppet I have ever faced with. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) All right, after that fight here, let's get Eve feeling really good about herself and head into our quiz section. You make them so hard. Are you ready? No. Let's roll that music. All right, for last week's edition of Where Are You Paying Attention, let's take a look at the winners on Instagram and Twitter for our question, what is Randy the Ram's finisher that you gave to me? The answer is the Ram Jam. On Instagram, the first person to respond with the correct answer was our friend, the Three Goats. So well done, girl. And our winner on Twitter is... Oh, look at that. It's the friends that we promote, the Movie Drone Podcast. So make sure to check out our friends at Movie Drone. As we said earlier, they're awesome. All right, let's head into our quiz section. Are you ready, E? No. (laughs) No. I'm going to shuffle the questions here. Oh, you're going to give me some hard questions. All right, our first question is, what title did the exiled Skeksy have? What was his name? I wasn't saying it the whole time because I realized this is one of the oh, quiz that's questions. So mean. I made it multiple choice though. Ready? Right. Is it A Constable? B Chancellor? C Chamberlain? Or D Colonel? B. B Chancellor? No, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. <laughs> was it A? No. Was it D? <laughs> no. I want C. <laughs> wow, you got it. First try. What was it? Chamberlain. That's stupid. The Chamberlain. That's stupid. All right, next question. I thought they were talking about a room. <laughs> I hate this movie. <laughs> what came out first, the Dark Crystal or Labyrinth? Labyrinth. Incorrect. <laughs> no. So the Dark Crystal came out in 1982, Wasn't and Labyrinth came slot? out into 1986. No, it 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 did well, like financially, it made everything that it put into it. So it made it, but it gained a cult following later. A lot of parents weren't huge fans of it because they felt like it was too scary for their kids, and it was definitely advertised so, as a kids movie. So and then we got David Bowie in a bulge. Yeah, and so Actually, parents were all about that. All right, next. <laughs> Our next question. What color highlights are in Jen's hair? White. I'll give it to you. I I put down the two options were blue or silver. 
So blue so, and silver together. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. Move on. Next. That's ours. So one for three. Mm-hmm. All right. How does Jen describe writing? What? When they go to the ancient city of the Gelfling and he points out the writing on the wall, how does he describe it to Kira? Telling stories with pictures? No. History and words? I don't know. What the kind of question? (laughs) The answer is words that stay. Lord, I hate Jen even more. (laughs) All right. So one for four. (laughs) Not doing too hot, but here we go. Maybe this end of this quiz is a little front loaded with easier questions. I doubt it. You made it. But yeah, not this one. Frank Oz was the Muppeteer behind Ogre, the Keeper of Secrets, and the Chamberlain. Okay. Name three other characters from three different franchises what? that he also the gave life to. What kind of question is this? This is straight up rude. This is rude. This is not about the Dark Crystal. This is not about the movie. I watched the movie, and I refuse to answer this question. No. <laughs> you, you can't name three other characters. Elmo? No, incorrect. Wow, I can't believe you... Big Bird? No. (laughs) Kermit. No, No. that was Jim Henson. (laughs) I don't... Miss Piggy! All right, Miss Piggy, there's one. No, Miss Piggy. Fozzie? Fozzie's one, but I need it from three different franchises. Oh, no! You are evil! He was Yoda. Yoda? Okay, that's two. You need one more. Think of another Jim Henson franchise. The Muppets, there's one that the Muppets are very close hand in hands with because Kermit crosses the stream here. Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. So who is he on Sesame Street? I don't know. He's a blue monster. Is he Cookie Monster? No, he another blue Gonzo? monster. Wait, he might be Cookie is Monster. Is he Gonzo? No. Is he the Grouch? No. Is he... <laughs> You're so close. You're like very close to his name. The blue one. I want to see who did the voice for Oscar the Grouch because what if it was him? Then I'm right and we get to move the f*** on. This is a mean question. Nope, it wasn't him. I don't know. The 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 one that had the cape. Yeah. Super Grover. Grover. Okay, fine. I don't watch the Muppets as much as I should. Or Sesame Street. Yeah, tell me how to get. How to get All to I Sesame remember Street. is the episode of Sesame Street when Robin Williams was on it and he was talking to a Robin. <laughs> He's like, my name's Robin. My name's Robin. I have a red breast. And he lifts up a shirt and he had a red undershirt on it. He's like, I have a red breast too. <laughs> oh, right. Robin. Next. All right. Next question is, how many sons are there? Three. Over the planet. Well done. Three is the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. So you got two right here no i got the muppet i got the frank oz one oh sure yeah yeah yeah. that was definitely four yeah um what is the race that took in kira the podlings the podlings that's correct okay how many years did the skeksis rule a thousand. A thousand years. Well done. Yeah, because I only said it 1,600 times in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Is it a question about what broke? Because it's the crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question is, what is the name of the trial the Skeggsies used to decide who is the new emperor? The trial by stone. 
All right. Mm-hmm. I pay attention when people are whacking off. <laughs> <laughs> you just stand over it, just staring at it. Whack it. <laughs> Come on. All right. This is our last official question. Then I'll give you a bonus question too. It's worth Say 10 you win points. all this because the last one's great. Okay. All right. But before that. What do they call the dark crystal at the end of the movie? The crystal of truth. The crystal of truth. Well done. All right, E. Are you ready for our bonus question? No. If you get this one right, I get it all you right. win all the cheddar. All you might get this one right. It's a little tough, but you might get it here. Is it actually about the movie? It's It's not. Just it is cheater. kind of. Cheater. It's something you that didn't happen. You looked away from me. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I asked him a question. We were making eye contact, and he went, well, and looked off to the side. All right, ready? Yes. Jim no. Henson had removed a scene from the script <gasps> where Jen yes. and Kira were going to find themselves in a village underground. After removing this scene, Jim, Jim Henson would recycle the inhabitants of this village to create which race of Muppet characters? Fraggle Rock! Down in Fraggle Rock! <laughs> yes! It's Cares Away! Worries for another day! Let the music play! Down in Fraggle Rock! Down in Fraggle Rock! Down in Fraggle Rock! Yay! <laughs> I win it all! You win it all! All the cheddar for Woo! you! I like cheese! <laughs> Good thing you didn't put fraggles in with the stupid Jen. Like, tainted them with his dumbness. Picture a fraggle getting the life sucked out of them. <laughs> I have so much Whooper, life. Oh no! <laughs> Jim Henson was such a strange person. I love it. What a creative mind. Alright, Kay. Well, it was your pick. And we're all finished with the movie and everything so what stamp of approval or disapproval are you giving this movie with this movie i have to look at it at a larger perspective here so as opposed okay. to just giving it that one word review i'm gonna give it something a little bit deeper here so this movie when looking at it as a piece of art here it is amazing that jim henson created this whole world and built it out of nothing there's no story it's based off of and like i said earlier that's something that i feel like now with today's entertainment industry that's based off of remakes reboots prequels and going off of comic books books i feel like that's something that's missing from today's movie industry so looking at that from that perspective and everything he did to create this movie in this world I appreciate this movie much more than what the final product was. It, mm-hmm. It's just kind of something that even as a kid, it brought out this fantastical happiness out of me that still resonates today. So I'm going to say that even though this movie might have its flaws with its dialogue and some of the special effects, which I mean, the practical effects, you can't beat using Muppets with practical effects. It's yeah. awesome. But I'm going to say this movie, Fraggle Rocks. That was a lot for just a quick little zinger. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so conflicted about this movie because re-watching it, I remember why I never really sat down and watched it. Yeah. And I agree with you that it's a 
beautifully captivating movie to see all of Jim Henson's creations and all of that, but to give it like a stamp of approval, I, I'd have to say like that's that's not a movie I'm gonna pick to watch again. I I remember thinking I never had a des- desire to watch The Dark Crystal and then rewatching it, it's like the ugly turkey busters are disturbing and they kind of hashtag me toed him a little bit and then Jen's dead weight. To be honest, it's not one of my favorites or one that I typically generally like. I know uh, the Dark Crystal underground is going to come for me, but you know what? I stand by it. Come at me. I mean, if I had to rate it, it's kind of running into people from high school. There's a little bit of nostalgia in it, but then there's always that one person that you're like, I could do without seeing you. Okay. I'm sorry, that eating scene just, that was the between the eyes. So who in your life is like that eating scene? I can't. Is it that one boy that went to high school (laughs) that seemed to follow you around all the time? Is infatuated with you. Are you trying to imply it's you? No, were you? (laughs) No, I'm moving on. So, hey, it's my pick next week. Yeah. Before we before we go off the reveal, yeah, we just wanted to quickly announce that this is our going to be our tenth episode here. So we we're going to do something a little bit special. We're going to do a little small little snippet episode, which we're going to kind of leave what that's going to entail. A little surprise here. Yeah. So it'll be we'll have our tenth episode, and then you'll get the bonus episode. So it's ten and a half, kind of like the Lion King one and a half. Yeah, it should be fun. So we want to thank you all for joining us. But before we go, E, what should we watch for next time? Well, it's our 10th episode. It's a big moment, a nice round number getting into double digits. So thinking back to double digits, I'm going back to our childhood with a double VHS. None other than the Celine Dion soundtrack that broke the universe before the internet could be broken. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Grab that door. Hold on or not hold on to your loved one tightly. Because eventually, he's going to hold on too tight to you because he's frozen solid. Yo! <laughs> and we hit an iceberg. So if you have not caught on, if you live under a rock, let me know how that going i bet it really saves on heating and cooling but for our 10th episode we are doing the romantic epic historical fiction comedy comedy it's not a comedy well maybe we're doing titanic oh rose and jack rose and jack so tune in to find out spoilers alert we'll let you know if the boat sinks well thank you all again for joining us Make sure to hop over to Instagram and Twitter. That is Twitter at WSWWatchPodcast or on Instagram or Facebook at What Should We Watch Podcast. Make sure to join our fun and we will see you all next time. Bye. Goodbye. Love you, Jack. Jack. Please, Jack. 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 Please. Please. Oh, we're done.